2: The smile is for real. The lips are moving, which means it's not a picture of me, folks. It is I and Kelly McDonald here with...
1: Ramya uh, then. Welcome back, so We Kels. can
2: attest to it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. A Good job yesterday as at the last moment rumya found out uh, Kels not great what a, a good show yesterday was.
1: We'll try to uh, duplicate as good a sh- Good day for me, Kels. It's like a wrap up to the week, looking forward to the weekend. Uh, also a lot of productivity reflection on the week.
2: Yeah, it's always, and I don't know how much you do it or at what point do you wait till the weekend or kind of reflect Friday morning as you're looking over what you got done. Friday throughout the day, definitely. Just to make sure more on what's got done or just kind of overall the week in general.
1: I think it's how much we got done, finishing the last minute things uh, that, you know, have to be done this week in order to prep for next week. But that kind of thing happens throughout the workday for me.
2: How often do you forget and realize Saturday, oh, I didn't send mm-hmm. that to Jeff. Oh, I didn't finish oh, that. Saturday? Watched,
1: Never. More like Monday morning. Oh, oh okay. snap. Forgot to do that on Friday.
2: <laughs> oh, well, right? Yeah, um, exactly. It's a scary thing, right? Because, you know, you try so hard. But when you, and you, and, you know, I'm always saying to you, I'm not really great at making reminders electronically. Uh-huh. I try to keep it all in my head. And of late, I've had a couple of those little slips where, oh, yeah, that meeting. <laughs> That's why the reminder was coming up on my computer. Right. Um, so I, I kind of find that, and I know I'm not going to easily switch to writing things down, putting them somewhere, because my thought is, on oh, I'll forget to go look. And I do put down a lot more now than I uh, ever used to. Of course, we didn't really have the means to do it as easy. I used to be a big write notes down in Braille. And then I'd f- miss that date. Oh, doctor's appointment on this date, three months later. Oh, wow. No. I was supposed to be there. (laughs) So it didn't really work. No, because I'd forget to go look. I didn't run a diary. I didn't have a calendar of events like that, even though I had calendars. Mm -hmm. I just had the Braille one, so I'd know, oh, yeah, I'm available that day, and then I'd forget about it.
1: (laughs) The going and looking part, I can 100% relate to.
2: Never. That's the problem. Yeah, it has to come to me. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. In your reminder, whoa, yeah, and then you know you're getting too many reminders when you start ignoring them. Right. Oh, exactly. never mind, I'm, you're exactly. driving me crazy. Exactly. Let's see, let's see, <laughs> folks, what we've got coming up on the program for you today. Google announced Bard, its Chat GPT competitor. John Beeler, he'll be here in just a little while. You won't have to wait long to give it, us the details on the app
1: update. Microsoft's talking, too. We'll see what's going on. Gardener Susan Kearney is back as she is on Fridays, and we're talking about the Living Plant Wall. This is at a school in Toronto, so we're going to find out more about this fascinating piece of art slash tech slash living thing.
2: Hmm. What a nice thing to do would be to take a book and settle down in front of that wall. We'll get to all those details, and the suggestions of books or anything we could do, the Chatty Bookshelf in hour two, where today we talk all things audiobooks with Ryan Hui, and today he's highlighting how people are using audiobooks to learn and practice new languages. We'll talk to him shortly. Well, our friends over at Disney are creating sequels for three of its big movie hits. You are a toy.
0: Toy Story 5 is among the films that Disney has in the works. The first one came out in 1995, and the most recent one came out in 2019. A prequel, Lightyear, came out last year. Let it go. Anna and Elsa will be back for another Frozen movie. There have been two so far. <laughs> Zootopia will get its first sequel. The original came out six years ago. I'm Archie Zaraleta.
2: So. Sequels uh, like these, or or you know something coming up afterward. It's really big. I have not seen any of these to be honest with you. I'm not a, I've never have been a really big Disney movie watcher. Um, so I, what I know about them, I hear. Do you have any thoughts? Do you watch any of these? Do you? Can you further the conversation on the level a little bit more than I can, other than jumping into sequels?
1: Okay, I I was first of all going to say, Toy Story, are we really still calling it sequels anymore? Like, it's just a series. It's just a franchise. To me, a sequel is like the second movie, up, maybe the third movie in a trio, but that's it. Um, After that, we're just... It's a franchise. I don't know. I need to look up the word sequel to, yeah, to really define yeah. it. But I'm, I've watched the first two Toy Stories. For some reason, I didn't catch up with three and four. I thought they were really good. And I know people are huge fans. Zootopia. I'm looking forward to that one because I enjoyed the first one. None of the Frozen movies. No, thank you. I fell asleep three times trying to watch Frozen. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but it's true. Three times. And I can't stand the songs. And I can't, you know, I'm a hater.
2: I think when you look at sequels, you look at something that's supposed to kind of move it forward, be that next part to it, and then, like you say, I think you jump into it being a series, and and then of course we do with the prequel, uh, prequels. <laughs> How do you say them? Pre-quels? Prequel, yeah, yeah. I, if I say it fast enough, it sounds right. Otherwise, I think I'm saying prequel. Um, You know, when people go ahead of the story in question, the original story, I think that's kind of nice and more of that feel and flavour since so many of us usually have questions once you've even gleamed onto the movie and trying to understand it and know, oh yeah, should read the books. So now instead of just that, you've got what went before and I I think that's Mm. nice. But I'm not one. What I think I hate the most is when a remake comes out of of the same movie. Oh,
1: no way. How about if it's way further along? You know, 20 years later, 30 years later.
2: But then it depends what they do with it and why. You know, if you're basically creating the same characters or totally making up a new movie, boring to me anyway. We have Grant Hardy. He's in next, folks. We're going to discuss with him today as we do on a Friday some trending headlines. He's got them for us. Stick around. We'll talk to him in two minutes. Don't miss a minute. Kelly and Ramya will be right back. On Twitter, you can find us at Kelly and Ramya. You can also look for me at AMI Kelly Mac and Ramya at AllRams with a Z. Appreciate the follow any time that you have to do so. Uh, Hopefully, we'll make it entertaining enough when we tweet and not just... Boring, dull tweets. Well, I talk a lot of sports, so to you that would be boring you know, tweets. But that's okay. That's all right. Um, I'm going to stick to sports, though, only on the level of yesterday. Mary Mamalidi talked a lot of great food, dips and things like that for Sunday for the Super Bowl. But I've been seeing, as you usually do just before the Super Bowl, more stuff about wings. And a lot of people, and their thing about boneless chicken wings. So, I've always been that person who likes bone-in. I just find boneless doesn't taste the same to me. What you say?
1: I don't even put them in the same category as chicken wings. Like, I uh, prefer them to be called bites or tender minis or something like that. that uh, if it's boneless, it's not really a chicken wing.
2: You a fan, though, of boneless. Not really.
1: Oh, the, the bones, why? yeah, bone in, bone in.
2: Yeah, why, why do you not, I, I find it taste different. It tastes it different, me. of
1: course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, it, the bone adds to the flavor.
2: No matter how much you, no matter whatever you put on it, no matter how much you cook it, I I find there's some taste within the chicken that almost used to make me think, is this really chicken? Because it doesn't taste to me like chicken. Without the bone, you mean, right? Yeah, Yeah. and I know people who who just, they prefer it because they hate bones, they don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it's obviously easier. Yeah, and I always think, don't you notice the difference? Because we all came from having bone in. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really sure... How, and I think, like, gosh, am I the only one that doesn't notice this? And it's always interesting to ask people, because, of course, right off the bat, oh, anything, take the bones out of anything. You get fish, you get chicken, whatever it is, get them bones out of there. I like it. No. Yeah. No, and I don't know what the difference is.
1: I can understand ease of eating, all right? And right. I can appreciate, you know, maybe you're not feeling like dealing with the mess of chicken wings, but if you had to pick the ideal chicken wing, it for me, it has a bone in it because of the mm. taste uh yeah. now do you prefer dry dry wings like tossed in dry seasoning or <sighs> sauce
2: i want to with dry but i do find if i taste too much of the outside of the the deep fried it bothers me so it had to be a certain kind of, of dry but generally i prefer to have the wings dry and dip mm. um it, i mean there is nothing like them being slathered and covered in it right. and all gross but in the comfort of like your own home as. yeah someone with lots of wipes or whatever so I could like or even a face cloth I that bothers me but there is nothing like having them slathered but I can do pretty good with dipping and some might say you're making just as much of a mess on your on your hand it doesn't seem like that to me Mm -mm. you know um so I do do you have a particular dry or wet
1: I love dry wings Like, absolutely really? love them. Um, I'm thinking more like, you know, when Salt you get... And pepper? Yeah, or, you know, when you go to the the uh, Chinese restaurants and they give you, like, deep-fried, super-greasy, crunchy wings, like, just absolutely cool. fried yeah. to the maximum, those are my yes. favorite. Now, really? Uh, yeah, they could get healthier. Like, we can air-fry them, or uh, just dry wings in general are healthier than that specific example. Yeah. But that's my idea of, like, a nice, hot chicken wing.
2: I really like, like I don't want them cooked that much. Mm. So then if I dip them in, or if they do have a dry rub and you bite through, it's like, oh
3: yeah, yeah. it's right
2: there, it's right there. Okay, uh, I think Mr. Hardy's ready to go. Um, So let's welcome in, and today we've got some headlines to discuss with him. we bring in Grant Hardy.
4: Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia.
3: Welcome
2: back. Happy Friday, Grant. Nice to have you on board out there in Vancouver. How's things today?
4: Hey, folks, we're doing great. How about yourself?
2: Excellent. Good, thank you. Excellent. I've got all my. Uh, Sounds working all right in my ears, which was missing yesterday.
4: And we're 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 rocking and rolling with another great show, kicking it off with you, sir. Okay, well that sounds good to me. Well, I want to start with uh, something from the Daily Mail here, and we're you know we're talking about ADHD because a lot of celebrities uh, and uh, other famous people have come out and said that they have ADHD, and there's been a surge of videos and posts on social uh, media websites as well claiming to help people spot the signs of ADHD with very broad ranging symptoms so everyone could potentially think they have uh, ADHD and then you can sign up for sort of a quote unquote course that can uh, that can help you uh, get uh, support. Um, So there are TikTok videos with the hashtag ADHD which have been viewed 20.2 billion times and they include such broad symptoms of losing interest in hobbies, always being late and scrolling TikTok (laughs) and ignoring texts. Uh, On Instagram, meanwhile, one ADHD expert describes how chronic constipation can be a symptom uh now the problem is that none of these symptoms actually uh appear in the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental health disorders wow. for did you use be...
1: air quotes for expert grant yes okay. exactly
4: i <laughs> should have. uh so for an adult to be diagnosed with adhd the dsm dictates that they must have at least five symptoms of inattention, such as poor organization and being easily distracted, and or at least five symptoms of hyperactivity and impulsivity, such as difficulty engaging in quiet, leisurely activities, blurting out answers for six months or more to a degree that is inconsistent with the developmental level and negatively impacts social and academic occupational activities uh so basically uh you know this article is talking about uh pretty much anybody i mean ignoring texts i've definitely done that myself uh so pretty much anybody can be diagnosed with this condition you know possibly inappropriately and end up being put on some really strong medications that can Mm. have some very interesting side effects like ironically uh they actually give people stimulants sometimes Mm -hmm. which is not what you would maybe expect to happen uh but a lot of these drugs can act actually uh if they're not needed can impact your mental health uh and brain function in the long term or even do things like increase your heart rate if you have heart problems and other stuff like that. Uh so I think basically it's really important to maybe peruse the hashtag ADHD uh TikTok videos a little less and if you are concerned about your mental health or brain functioning, uh to actually see a registered psychiatrist, psychologist, or your doctor.
1: How um how much do you think that we go to these videos, go to social media, just to be able to relate? Like, I have a friend who was never formally diagnosed with ADHD growing up, and we went to school together, and she had a, a lot of challenges with school, right? And then after mm. we graduated, and years later, and now she's working full-time, and finally getting into the conversations with her um, doctors and-, and medical team about ADHD and getting the diagnosis and getting the supports that she need but you know I'm imagining somebody like that or with a similar experience going through TikTok going through social media and saying oh my gosh finally I have reasons to uh, support what I've been going through like if you felt that you weren't on the same page as majority of the people around you.
4: Yeah, and I do think the flip side to this article for sure is that, A, some people are definitely underdiagnosed or haven't been diagnosed. And also, I believe from what I've heard that women are often go undiagnosed because, you know, sexist, like, Mm -hmm. beliefs often kind of constrain you into a box anyway, right? Or, you know, people might be a little more harsh and tell you, you know, you got to be quiet, you know, and yes. mm, listen yep. or whatever. So it's, it's very possible that, you know, when, when, Girls and women's behaviors could be a little more policed than mm-hmm. boys' behaviors growing up and things like well, this. Yeah, that's part of
2: it. That I wonder a priority of one's you know health and everything like that versus the children in the household, the siblings or whatever, um, mom and dad, whatever it might be. If if someone's younger, I, I I get a little confused when I hear all this because these sound so. Where someone the, the experts, the legitimate experts, the people with the the when we look at description doesn't this quantify as somewhat fake misleading news whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. not news but um, information that we're supposed to be trying so hard to be aware of and get out of the YouTubes the the TikToks and so on I don't know their policies and I understand people will say well yeah but you have a right and especially if you feel this is part of your your life experience but we know that most people out of simplicity Turn to videos to watch when they're thinking something or they hear something, and I want to know more about that. We, the first place we start going now is ask do- doctor whatever online or to yeah. watch a video.
4: Yeah, and I think I think another thing that I've heard of that can happen, and not it, definitely not as much of a problem in this case, it's more of a problem when you're talking about you know hate speech. But what happens mm-hmm. is you you all kind of start linking to each other. And then that sort of boosts the video. You feed
2: each other, right? The, and it circles
4: ranks. round and round. Yeah. So I think that's that's the idea. But it's tough too, because like you said, freedom of speech, some people have been underdiagnosed mm-hmm. with this. And mm-hmm. certainly sure. some people legitimately have it and are posting their like gut-wrenching experiences of being, you know, ignored right. or not listen to and you know that's that's really valid too so definitely don't want to dismiss this that by any means
1: yeah i think the concern is though that it seems to be a bit of a fad or trend that people are self-diagnosing for adhd and ADD, um and specifically these conditions it's like you don't hear as much of it with other Uh, mental health or uh, cognitive conditions, but specifically with ADHD, there are questionnaires that you can take and just Google, you know, self-diagnosis and just go for it, and that is how people are identifying. I self-diagnose as ADHD, and I think that that is very concerning because we don't know how much of the symptoms are, you know, qualified to say, like, yeah, this is 100% ADHD.
4: Right, right, yeah. I think practically everybody. I I certainly see uh, uh, a lot of symptoms related to yeah uh, to those things in my life. Like, oh crap, it's been how long since I got this text message? Or you know, why haven't done anything about it? Why why can I? Why can I not? You know, finish off this this project that Uh like that was one of them. Is like not able to finish the missing pieces of a project mm-hmm. once you're done all the creative parts so how okay. how often have we gone like oh i really just need to like format I, i'm all done i just need to format this document i need to get it into the file system i need to do this and that oh you know i'll just leave this for tomorrow right? right how often have we all done that exactly
2: well what percentage do you guys feel for yourselves or people you know whatever you want to say wherever you want to go with this do you turn to social media to get answers with videos.
4: Well, I don't, but I'm in the minority because yeah, yeah. most millennials do.
1: Yes. I wouldn't say answers. I turn to social media to hear other people's experiences. I specifically turn to videos for that. Um, people tend to be... Candid about experiences going through different things, you know, disability stories or otherwise, just any kind of situations that when I feel I need the relatability, I tend to go to social media. But answers, uh, not really, especially not medical.
2: I tend to go really for demos of stuff learn how to use something mm-hmm. and me ah, because i learn Mark. better that way i'm not as great at reading read all this oh, oh okay i'll have the thing upside down turned inside out and not working at all um so it's easier for me that way
4: grant fantastic yeah, as usual oh thanks guys finally I'm glad we finally got to connect <laughs>
2: yeah thank <laughs> you sir grant hardy joins us on wednesdays And on Fridays, we talk different headlines with him, a lot of time with an accessibility note, and, of course, health and lifestyle. We're going to step aside for a couple of moments. We have our app update coming up next on the program. John Beeler will be here. Uh, Google announced that Bard, uh, it's a chat GPT competitor. Uh, So we'll get all that info from him when he returns with us in a couple of minutes.
3: Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more
2: in a moment. <laughs> Got an email to read to you, ladies and gentlemen. That just came in a moment ago. But it, it's kind of sp- Created a, an image in my mind. Brock Richardson sends us an email discussing the chicken wings that we uh, were speaking about and the preference between boneless or bone-in chicken wings. He says, "Yes, boneless might be more more uh, accessible, but the taste isn't even close. You might as well call it sauced-up fingers bites. <laughs> Not even close." Uh, he, and then he concludes. End of story on that subject. Big old LOL. Um, I, my image, Brock. Thank you for for sending that in. But because I know Brock enjoys his Super Bowl, enjoys his chicken wings, I just got this image of his him like stashed behind boxes of frozen wings on his wheelchair as he tries to get into his place, carting all this in to get mm. ready for his massive Super Bowl party, and hearing him dictate this in the background behind those boxes. Not even close. Oh, awesome, Brock. Thank you very much. Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan.
1: Why frozen, though? It's gotta be frozen wings?
2: No, but if you buy that many, you better, unless you're oh. having a 1,000 guests, right? Well, Squeeze into his apartment.
1: I've seen Billy cart a whole bunch of wings, just stacked on top of each other. Four boxes. How many wings? Oh, wow. yeah. Like twenty.
2: Is that a lot? With other with other foods, right?
1: No, like if I'm like just eating cylinder. wings.
2: Yeah, that's all I could do. Twenty, yeah. if yeah, that 20. was all I was. Two and and of I wings. need, yeah. uh, and maybe a bit of celery and carrots. No, thank you. Just a bit. <laughs>
1: <No> <laughs> and lots vegetables. of water because yeah, it's gonna yeah. be hot. Hot wings, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll find out how many other people are watching uh, Super Bowl and going for wings specifically. Let's check in with John Beeler for our weekly app update. John, are you watching the Super Bowl or the Rihanna or eating show, chicken, as some of us are or calling eat,
0: it? <laughs> or eating chicken wings? <laughs> I'm probably more likely to be eating chicken wings than watch the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so you can just have a chicken wing Sunday. That's right. the Super Bowl. Yeah, nice. Yep. Okay, so lots of ChatGPT today, but a different angle because we're talking about competitors. Microsoft, um, this is not competitor, by the way. This is just Microsoft announcing that ChatGPT is integrating it into Bing. Uh, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, they had a big flashy announcement this week. Uh, They brought in a bunch of journalists to the Redmond headquarters, and they showed off how this is going to work. It's not fully rolled out yet, um, but there is sort of like a a waiting list you can sign up for. Um, But they did some pretty dazzling demos of what this integration is going to look like. We've talked a lot about ChatGPT in the past, and the version that Microsoft has invested in and is integrating into all of these things is a newer version than ChatGPT 3.5. It also has access to the internet, of course, because it's part of the Bing search engine. Mm -hmm. And they have a couple of really interesting uh, ways of integration, because it really depends on the type of questions you're going to be asking this chatbot slash search engine as to how it's going to respond. So one way is your traditional search engine type of uh, you know request and, and results. But the one more interesting to me was the fact that they're going to have like a side-by-side sort of um, display. They'll show you the traditional search engine results on the left, but then the chatbot will show you its results on the right. And a really interesting way to sort of illustrate this was I thought they did a demo where they, they said, okay, I'm going to buy this couch at Ikea. Will it fit in my minivan? And you could see what the chatbot would do and it shows all your sources and links and everything like that. And so essentially what the chatbot did is it looked up the dimensions of the couch. uh, It looked up the dimensions of the minivan and the cargo area in the minivan. And it told you the probability of its ability to fit into your minivan.
1: And But Which it would also go over the sources that it used to determine this.
0: Yeah, that's the nice okay. thing about okay. this integration is that you get those annotated sources at, down below. Anytime any kind of content that's on the web is referenced, it's linked there. So you actually have direct links to that stuff. And they also, also already have ads in this in- integration. So it's not that different than what we have today. It just seems to be much more powerful because you have this real... uh English language conversation with the chat bot to sort of further refine your results.
2: Yeah, it So sounds on the like... left side. Uh-huh. You, yeah. I'm just curious on the left side. We're seeing that. Why do you think that is? Is it to show the difference as we try to move chat GPT forward and the difference that you're getting? Is it necessary to see that or because I mean, you could get that any other way. Is this just to, to kind of further? This is what you're getting. This is the more information.
0: I, I think it's it's twofold. One, it's, it's the transition sort of u- user experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to get people used to this new way of using search. Because not everyone's thought of using ChatGPT as a search oh, engine, per oh, se. No. Um, but also, it depends on the types of questions you're asking. Because some questions, they kind of, they don't need a chatbot to explain something to you if you're just trying to look up something. But where it's interesting, though, is when you start doing some more sophisticated searches and like an example that they had is creating an itinerary for a five day trip to mexico city Mm. and it basically on you know both sides of the screen had a lot of information about uh what was uh, a rough itinerary links to sources where to book your flights all those types of things you know and i'm imagining they're going to further refine that presentation depending on the style of search so whether you're looking for travel recommendations or you know shopping experiences, those type of things, they could have different results for different uh, or different layouts for yes. different types of. Reviews.
1: Now how about if we so, put in like plan a five day accessible trip? <laughs> to Mexico City. Well, I wonder yeah. what will yeah. happen. We'll find out. But that's out.
2: what it would do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because that is like exactly what you're saying, or your preferences. The things, obviously, you want to do if you want. Hey, I'm a sportsman. I want to do everything there that's kind of related to sports. Or I can't stand sports. Don't be taking me by their big stadium because it's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not
2: the, a little the, bit. That's the, it,
0: it, sorry. The, the the really magic sauce in this, as we've seen with ChatGPT, is that you get a result in Google. You don't really get to refine it without having yes. to rerun the search. But with with this Bing integration, you get to refine that search and you get to be more specific if you don't get kind of the level of detail that you're looking for.
1: And that goes back to what Ch- GPT was doing, right? The contextual and being yeah. able to understand further context in your question. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of like being able to do a Google search and then it says snippet from the web, but that's pulled from one source whereas this is kind of doing that pulled from many sources.
2: Cool. It's, a, yeah. it's like a crazy bibliography of, of information given, but also just showing how much further you can go um, and still yet applying that and things that you might see on the left and say, oh, well, incorporate this or tell me more or, or whatever. That's, uh, that's amazing. Uh, John, let's talk about our great friends, uh, Teams. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft announces Teams Premium with AI-powered benefits.
0: no surprise to anybody, because Microsoft's spending $10 billion on AI, uh, just with OpenAI and ChatGPT integrations, they've now uh, sort of unveiled a new version of Teams that has a premium subscription model behind it. Uh, And some of the features that it has are pretty compelling, depending on the type of use case that you have for using Teams. One of them is that if you're not even in a meeting, you can actually get a live transcript with quotes and a summary of what happened in the meeting as a text sidebar from that team's meeting. So even if the meeting's in your calendar, you were you didn't attend it, but you have this premium function, you will get that tra- transcript. So even if you missed the meeting, you can still find out what happened in the meeting, very uh, well captured and captioned.
1: And that, okay because right now we're kind of just recording meetings and sending it out to people who missed it and things like that but right. this is fully integrated already do we know if the recordings would be sent out or is that
0: no that that, that that that's not going to change but okay. the difference is, is that the meetings you get a summary and yes. the highlights of the meeting but you also get a transcript of it in real time as it's happening
1: oh that's in real
0: time
2: so, for whatever yeah. your reason, if you're out, you're doing something, you could just literally follow along in writing. Uh, if you you know, had to go and run an errand or something came up and you're sitting there in a waiting room waiting at the doctor's, you could follow that meeting while, it, yeah. while it's in play. Wow.
0: Yeah, and the other crazy thing is the trans, uh, The captions can be translated from another language in real time as mm. well as part of the premium feature. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Teams? Um, it, it just sounds like there's a few things that are... I guess if it's a negative, it would be a few things that are already in the free version of Teams are moving to the premium side of the fence. So if there is some features that you do rely on, you're going to lose those unless you pay for that subscription. And I think it's about so, ten dollars a month
2: per seat. It's it's and it oh okay so. Yeah, okay. So it, it's very interesting because some of this stuff seems to me a no-brainer, especially when you talk transcriptions and the things that the accuracy that we've all been contributing, whether you're dictating, whether you're recording something or get a phone call and it does translation. So I, I think I I see this coming. Um, for yourself and what you know of teams being such a big player out there and, and so necessary, um, the AI component added to this Do you think people will pay for it? Do you think companies will see that
0: value or will they really Well, Interestingly, I think in the, in the case of the premium subscription and having some of those extra features, it sounds like only one person in the meeting actually has to be a premium subscriber to be able to capture those things. Mm -hmm. So Uh, say for example, your admin assistant would have that or your, you know, whoever's leading the meeting would have that feature. They would get the summary. Not everyone has to have the premium necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. It's
1: starting to sound a lot like Zoom. You know, you you get one person hosting or whoever has the premium, the paid, and everybody else can just hop on the meeting and and reap all the benefits. But I really it bugs me when what used to be free is going to now be tossed over to the paid side.
0: Yeah, and that's 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 the negative I ha- I have about this. I think it's some really cool features, but I think if those features were already there under the free plan, right, it's a little serving to the customers to yeah. make
2: them would that come in an update that they would take those away. Is that how you, how they handle that when it comes time and they're launching this version and they want those removed or whatever, or would they honor it and say, well, they have the old, but I'm going to assume, no, we want you all to change over pay for it.
0: I would imagine you'll probably get an email if you're like a, a paid subscriber of office 365, telling you about these changes and you know what to expect. Um, and, uh, There are probably not going to be any kind of grandfathering of that Mm. uh, service, but I don't know.
1: John, one more thing to look into, Google announced um, BARD, and this is ChatGPT's competitor, so how are we feeling about this one?
0: Uh, Well, it's interesting. Google had their announcement on Wednesday this week, and uh, Microsoft did a much bigger, better, flashier show on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel that Google's um, presentation, they did it live in Paris at like 5 a.m. Pacific time for me, so I didn't actually watch it live. Um, But it's a lot of people that did watch it, they basically felt that it felt very slapped together and basically uh, very responsive to the Microsoft demo. Mm -hmm. And that said, it didn't have a lot of polish. one of the big demos that they showcased was using it to ask some questions about um, uh, the James Webb Space Telescope, and they got the answer. It the Bard system got the answer very wrong factually, and oh. so it wasn't a really good start for Google's uh, demonstration. Why
1: would they demo the that? Time they were
0: saying basically, this is you know something we've been working on for a long time. We just haven't you know been waiting for it to roll it out until it's more polished and ready to go, Um, but they didn't really make a big dent. Uh, Even this week, all the media outlets that I follow,
1: hardly anybody really covered it because it was Mm -hmm. such a bad presentation. It's interesting that they wouldn't cover it as a bad presentation because Uh, at first glance, you think, yeah, Yeah. you know, chat GPT is out. It's a matter of time before everybody hops on their version of this, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, because a lot of people are going to be start once these tools are available publicly, um, and and Bard is not yet. Um, you'll you'll see a lot of comparisons and people testing both systems Mm -hmm. because both of them have internet access, both of them, you know, quote their sources, all that type of stuff. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how the AI interprets those questions uh, across those platforms when you have something that's, you know, in theory should be fairly competitive uh, against each other and very similar playing field because both companies have put a lot of money behind this. Although Mm -hmm. there's no word on how much Google has spent on their development of the system. Uh, It's very public how much OpenAI has gotten from Microsoft just for their... Involvement plus all the other investors. So there's billions and billions of dollars at stake here.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be just like um smart homes, you know. Everybody has it, but who does what better? Thanks, John. You're welcome. John Beeler joining us every Friday for our app update.
2: Well, we step aside for a moment. When we return, the buzz, Bill Shackleton will be here. He will have to comment on the wings discussion for sure. He likes it hot. We'll be right back. Keep Make it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Well, we're settling back in with our chicken... Wi- oh, sorry. No, that's Sunday. <laughs> oh, yes. We're getting too excited, right? Oh, man. Um, the Master of Chicken Wings... Or shall I say hot sauces? This is a guy that would want everything. Carolina Reapers, the Ghost Peppers. This guy would want any concoction of wing sauce you could make. And I think, Bill Shackleton, we would have to say the only thing you require, as far as Rummy and I are are, are fairly sure, is that it's hot.
3: Correct? I am, I love the the jerk chicken wings mm-hmm. uh, with the jerk sauce it's hot and when you eat them it goes right down to your feet like it's really <laughs> it's it it warms you it, like it's a creeper some of these things are creeper they creep up on you and all of a sudden it's like man is that ever hot but
1: boy yeah, yeah this is a um, shout out to all wins by the way we're talking specific about all the all wins at, at the edge of like scarborough and the rest of toronto and their homemade ho- jerk hot sauce is yeah. so good it um, is um four boxes worth good
2: have you always i know you've always liked the hot stuff but what was the original the the what they used to call the the suicide the super hot whatever though was that your favorite originally the,
3: the, the no my favorite was the original was was kfc i had limited uh uh, uh experience with wings yeah. Did they
1: right, have okay. a hot
3: sauce? No, they didn't. Yeah, they well, do now. They, they do the now. KFC wings are, yeah. No, I even trained But back, but back, back when, then. Uh, okay, oh, okay. okay.
2: So you didn't really get into the hot. What was your first food that you liked with hot sauce and stuff like that, or like really super hot?
3: well chili and, and, and onions and hot sauce and that's that's really what it came out it started uh-huh. off with chili and it came out as wings and then okay
2: okay yeah. would you would you do that at super bowl parties would would somebody make that hot or again was that something you went and ordered
3: somewhere both i mean i had okay. super bowl parties where they made it and then i would just order them um mm-hmm. you know either way anything that's hot meatballs anything i just you know i like hot right? you yeah. eat- yeah uh, oh,
2: yeah and the jerk the jerk is newer to you though
3: yeah well very definitely it's newer
2: right yep yeah my brother uh when he was a chef at a place i remember he would try really hard to make ones up that were too hot for me and it used <laughs> yeah. to be funny <laughs> yeah you know what i got here try these wings i know uh... you like them. and then he'd get mad and go back in the kitchen right you <laughs> <it>? yeah
1: <Okay.
0: laughs>
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah generally uh, but the key for me and shaq i know this isn't your key i drink water not beer beer just tears me up i'm no way am i having that with hot wings i want that water no it doesn't work it doesn't work
3: for me no it's too hot it just burns no and i don't
2: don't know what's legitimate i don't think that's that's the legitimate hot if you want to call it that just because you're having beer no 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 that's not i'm not you can't really taste it that makes it just ridiculous and it it distorts the heat taste you can taste the heat but you don't know what the heck you're tasting you might as well be eating like a you know go over to a, a campfire and start oh you know it <laughs> just suck it up all right Shaq where do you want to start
3: from beer to valentine's day this is a very interesting one <laughs> there's been several valentine's day articles but i found this one closer to home valentine's day and the class divide from the Toronto right. star so basically the, the the question is do we have should we have valentine's day should we or should we cancel it so there's one school in kitchener and i know this is a bit toronto-centric but it is kind of interesting um that there's a school it has decided they have actually the principal has written letters to the parents of, of the kids saying no candy no valentine's day cards or not nothing like that comes on the heels of a number of schools in the U.S. that have canceled Valentine's Day altogether. Stating poverty, stating that some, you no know, inclusion, that some people get all the cards, some people don't. Uh, uh, you know, some, the, 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 there are perhaps religious reasons because uh, it's primarily, from what I understand, a Catholic thing. Um. Do we have to cancel? I mean, is there no way that we can include everybody? Now we're all in inclusion here, but why cancel it? Why? Why would you? Can't, why would you not say, everybody, um, you know, give everybody a Valentine's Day card so everybody who wants to participate can.
2: Hmm. It's an interesting thought up to grade four or five. You know, I remember yeah, as kids, it is. We, would, we would get, you know, here, cut out a card, man. but you still had to pick and choose. And I, I understand that level of it. I, I think it's supposed to be a personal thing. I don't think it's supposed to be an inclusive thing. But yeah, sure, you're really? going to have some people. Yeah, like I, I, I think the reason I think that is, I think it, it, it deceives people. It makes people feel they should be doing something. Because at Christmas... We oh. don't tell people they have to bring a gift in for so and so. If we are going to have a, a class function, then we might put the rule down: Hey, uh, don't spend more than two dollars, and and you know we're drawing names, that kind of thing. So again, nobody gets left out. So unless we're comfortable, and I'm not sure people are because of what, the you know what it means. It's yeah. Valentine's, and if you're teaching people, I, I, I'm not saying we have to on Valentine's Day for grade fours have this romantic thing. I'm not suggesting that. Um, I'm just well, it saying it doesn't that, have to be romantic you know, at all. Not at all, and and, and and agreed. It's it's more of let's have fun, let's make hearts and stuff. I think there's other ways to have that fun, celebrate the day. Yes, when you're in later on in high school, you're, you're going to have someone that you're giving your Valentine to. That this is my opinion. I'm not, you know, I I would not want someone. And, and again, as people get older, you can't protect people from, you know, with their feelings, things are going to happen, <laughs> yeah. people are going to say stuff and you're going to be left out of things. It, it's part of growing up yeah. and getting used to things. But I, I think we have to look at it as, well, at Christmas time, you could draw the name of someone you're not too fond of, but you know, you're not going to get, well, you're not supposed to go out and when they open the gift, find that you've, you know, in, incorporated a snake or something in the package. <laughs>
1: This has gone uh, t- there's so many twists and turns this conversation. But- actually there there's a couple of things that are interesting now the candy bit.
2: Right. Yes. I, mean,
3: I understand that because of the sugar and because you know a lot of parents don't want getting candy rid of the candy bit. now. Oh, I'm really yeah. bummed out. Well, about they're this getting rid of that, of
2: that in schools and stuff in general anyway. Okay. Yeah. I, and stuff.
3: But why can't you buy like there are ways like can't you buy everybody a card and, and just say Happy Valentine's Day and do it that way? I mean, there yeah. are, surely there are ways. Certainly you could. Just to celebrate, yeah.
1: like, friendships. Yeah, or, that's right. You Certainly know, you could. And, Certainly and you could. It just, I don't know. Maybe you're right, Kels. You know, valid comparison about Christmas and just making people take part just because of the festivities. Like, no, we don't do that. And as we get older, things change. But I think that maybe there could be some kind of cute fun inclusive way to make valentine's day feel not There's like tons you, of them yeah not like you have to be special to be someone's valentine but That's, more that we can yeah. all enjoy valentine's day for like hugs and fun and candy. caring Maybe about not candy. others just
2: being good to your yeah. you know yeah. to each other sharing the, love the, the, as human beings exactly being loving that, and valentine's day do... is a
1: thing you know friends yep, yep. giving right. each other love and and care and all that and then as we get older there's a, or not as we get older but in the more recent years you are talking about self-love and self-care so i think that these are ways to imp- things to implement into valentine's day though i i yeah, do and, understand uh,
2: the cost mm. thing though bill
1: oh okay
3: well you can make your own i mean i do and yep. don't because you can get creative and make cards yeah i yep, you sure can. sort of do and don't
2: yeah.
3: um activity
1: based
3: but, but schooling cards together and this
2: is one of the things that I don't know I can't attest to but the budgets we always hear there's no money for that there's no cri- trips there's no the, so is that money still there to make those you know those those things in a class especially the younger grades to do them yeah. obviously you get into high school you're not gonna all right guys gather together we're gonna cut out some hearts you know you're not doing that I get it
1: This, um, I never compared it to Christmas, but I think of it more along the lines of Halloween. You know, as we get older and as times change, we're like, should we be cancelling Halloween? Things are just not what it used to be. But I feel sad about that. I feel sad thinking about not having Halloween, not having Valentine's Day. Even if we know that it's not the way it was at some point, maybe we can, like, change with the times and still have mm. these celebrations. Well, well and I unfortunately thought...
2: families have to cancel Halloween by just turning out the light because they especially yeah. this past year. People don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bill.
3: The worst, the worst thing about this whole issue in my opinion is the kids are caught in the middle. They don't know why. Like well you no, can't girl, give yeah. candy to school. They're, they're well why I my my you know my my other friend of mine can take candy and I can't. Yeah. Or my friend of mine can get kids are always caught in the middle and Mm -hmm. it's always
1: the path of least resistance. Oh, we'll just get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's like cancel culture, right? It's easier to just get rid of it.
2: Well, and some teachers, Billy, just before we leave this, are really creative about things. Some schools are very fine um, without trying to, change people's thoughts, Mm -hmm. convert them to other thoughts, but to be inclusive and also just make something of the special days that are are before us. Because there's always, exactly, the soul and spirit of it. Next item, sir.
3: Next item, proposed U.S. visa um, fee increased can make make, um, musicians traveling unavailable. Or Mm -hmm. basically what's going on here from the Canadian press... Is the Homeland Security is incre- is proposing to increase the visa for international performers, and, and it's actually a two hundred and fifty percent increase from a hundred from sixteen thousand dollars down from four hundred. So basically, you're going to talk about a whole lot of money for musicians who can't or can't afford to travel in the U S which is pretty ironic because musicians are a lot of our musicians come up from Canada and they get their, you know, their starts in the U S and the Canadian Federation of musicians is saying, no, no, we can't allow this increase. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really, you know, if you're a sort of a, a musician starting out, how can you afford to do this and their concern is what are you going to do
2: well and Ramya you can probably speak to this more about knowing more musicians people that are in the music industry that way of when these people have to travel for their livelihood and especially when they get an opportunity hey come to a festival here in the US come to a festival in in the UK or wherever and you it's bad enough to find that money to travel let alone Mm -hmm. sort out things with visas
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, tours, we know, cost a fortune, right? You're always trying to make back at least a little more than what you've um, had to put into it. And then on top of that, with all these other things that are coming up, like, we know that through the pandemic, people had to work extra hard to keep their music up, to keep whatever up um, their their money their income their artistry and now we're saying okay by the way we're making it extra hard for you to get into the U.S. like it's Mm -hmm. I don't know it seems very unfair and not only
2: and not only Rami as you point out they worked hard to keep things up generally making zero
1: zero in money over
2: the last few years and now you're hitting them with this right off the top yes
1: now like there's a huge divide in this right we talked about poverty in the last um article but in this one you know you're this is not going to hit all artists the same way it's not. Some people are going to be devastated, miserable. It's going to affect their income drastically. And then other ones, like other bigger artists, they're not going to. So this one is, when you were reading about it, Billy, they're talking about the um, newer artists, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. primarily, I guess.
1: <clears throat> Would make the most sense.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. As a, The one thing the article did point out is there's more bigger cities in the U.S. that are closer together. Yeah. So when you travel in Canada, you're going from a long distance from place to place. But in the U.S., you get more opportunity for bigger vendors. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to, it's going to uh, work out. Yeah.
2: And, and I think if you're lucky enough and you can do this, you've got so many people wanting to just get out and take shows in. So they're banking that people are going to make that money back. Bill, we'll see you next Wednesday. Back here for The Buzz. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Enjoy. We will. Thank you, sir. Bill Shackleton, we call it The Buzz. We do it Wednesday through Fridays at the end of our first hour, right here on Kelly and Rumya. The eno- next hour, though, folks, we've got the Chatty Bookshelf. We're going to be talking all things audiobooks with Ryan Huey himself. He highlights how people are using audiobooks to learn and practice new languages. Let's get the conversation recaps from the past week. We'll get into some of that on Cut For Time. But up next, gardener Susan Kearney is back, and today she's featuring the Living Plant Wall. We'll talk to you about this school in Toronto with one after this. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-TV.
0: Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.